Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Hoyle. We are looking at John, looking at one of Jesus' teammates, John. We've been looking over the past three weeks at, at the team of 12 guys that Jesus chose to change the world. It's been a great series uh, out there called The Chosen. If you've not seen that, uh, I believe the four seasons coming out here in early February, but uh, would highly recommend it. And uh, we've been looking, we looked at Andrew back uh, three weeks ago, then we looked at James, and then we started looking at John last Monday and Tuesday, and we're continuing looking at John. Last week we looked at John is a disciple about the truth. But this week we're seeing how John became known as the disciple, uh, the, the, the apostle or disciple of love. And one of the things that's so amazing about John's life is that he, he went from being known at the beginning when Jesus said, hey, come follow me. He and his brother James, they were sons of Zebedee, he nicknamed them the sons of thunder. <laughs> How about that for a nickname, right? The Sons of Thunder. Yet, as John did life with Jesus over the next two years, intimately before Jesus was crucified, he went and just was transformed from being known as a Son of Thunder with a very big personality, outgoing, kind of being hot-headed at times, to being known as the Disciple of Love or the Apostle of Love known for just his compassion, the love that he had for others because of Jesus. And so, friends, I love how God can just transform a heart when you come into a personal relationship with Jesus and spend time with him. You know, we finished up yesterday's program as we were looking at John chapter 13, verses 22 through 25, where it was at the Last Supper, and Jesus had shared how one of the disciples was going to betray him and the disciples all looked at one another kind of at a loss to what Jesus meant. And then it says in verse 22 of John chapter 13, one of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to Jesus. Simon Peter mentioned to this disciple and said, ask Jesus which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? He was asking Jesus, who is the one that's going to betray you? Well, this was John. That we've been talking about yesterday and today. He was the one that he said in John chapter something. He was he wrote this book. He said the disciple whom he loved, but then it also says that he was reclining next to Jesus, and that then he was leaning back against Jesus when he asked him, "Lord, who is it that's going to betray you?" And so yesterday we wrapped up the program talking about that when we lean into Jesus. We grow closer and we know that he loves us through the heartache, through the disappointments, through the tears. And uh, man, if you missed yesterday's program, really want to encourage you to go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org, or go to our YouTube channel, Hope Is Here. And my name, Greg Horn, H-O-R, and hope you'll subscribe to that. And uh, just if you've been blessed by our program, leave a comment on that. We would really, really appreciate it. But we looked at leaning into Jesus yesterday like John did. And um, I found this quote, uh, this article on how to lean on God when you quit by Stacy Pardo, P-A-R-D-O-E. And just uh, she had a great quote. She said, I'm ready to give up. I'm at the end of my rope. 
But what I find at the end of this rope is not a loose knot or even a tightly tied string. Instead, I find an anchor. An anchor is immovable, secure, and stabilizing. An anchor is fixed outside the vessel and provides stabilization when the wind and waves are foreboding. And she's basing this off of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, which is just one of my favorite verses on hope that there is in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast. And friends, when the storms of life come, we need an anchor. Just like a boat has an anchor in the storm, we need an anchor. And Jesus is our hope. Well, this article that I read of Stacey Pardo have four ways to lean on God for strength. And I want to share those with you. Um, just think you'll be blessed by it. I know I was. Uh, they're simple, but they're applicable and they're powerful. Number one, uh, we need to remember that Jesus is our hope. Jesus in our hope. You know, you might be in the middle uh, of a hard season of life, uh, but Jesus is here in the storm with you. Uh, he's with you in the job that maybe right now you just feel like, you know what, I just want to quit. Or you know, maybe in the ninth month of just seems like a never-ending pregnancy. But friends, your hope is not in improved circumstances. Your hope is not found by fixing the brokenness in your life. Your circumstances don't need to change for you to be firm and anchored. Christ, the anchor of hope, is holding you securely here and right now. Jesus is an anchor, immovable, steadfast, and secure. So today I want to encourage you to put your hope in improved circumstances and in Jesus' presence with you, and your situation doesn't need to get any better for you to cling to hope. So if you're struggling to let this living hope sink into your heart, know that there's a few promises that you can cling to while the storm rages around you. The first one is, your suffering might feel like it will never end, but it will one day end. We can find promise as we cling to this passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16-18. through 18. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Oh, friends, such good stuff there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. A third way that we can have hope and when we lean on God for strength is when we lean on God for strength, you will emerge looking more like Jesus. Oh, man, it's so true, friends. When we lean on God for strength, you will emerge looking more like Jesus. We find this promise in the book of Romans, oh, one of my favorite books in the Bible. Romans chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. Through Jesus, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. 
and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Um, so thank you for the Holy Spirit, friends. We talk about it quite often here on Hope is Here that we can't forget that third part of the Trinity. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The fourth and final thing that we can count on when we lean in to God for strength, you can know, friends, today that God is preparing good things for you even if you cannot see them just yet. When I was coaching basketball at Western Kentucky University uh, many years ago, uh, we had a wonderful assistant coach, wonderful man named Charles Cunningham. And Charles and I were, talk, were talking one day about God. He said, you know what, Greg? God's a lot like the mailman. I said, how's that, Charles? You may not know when he'll get there, but he always delivers. Oh, friends, it's been over 25 years ago, and yet I can remember it like it was yesterday. And it's just true, friends. You don't know when God will always get there, just like sometimes your mail. You don't know. There's times that most time mine doesn't come till after 3 o'clock, but then all of a sudden one day uh, I came home for lunch, and it's never there when I've done that before, but it actually was there. So you never know when the mailman might get there, and God's the same way. You don't know. Um Quite often, he's not early like he was in this case with my mail delivery, but he's never late. He's always on time, and I have to be reminded his timing is not my timing, and it's not your timing. And I'm so thankful for that on that Romans chapter 8, verses 24 and 25, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Uh, Romans 8.25, we wait for it with patience. Friends, I need to be able to just be patient sometimes. Just need to be patient. And that's not always what I like doing, but it's one of those ways that I learn that God's in control and that I'm not. So, friends, I'm thankful that we can trust God even when we can't see him, and we just need to develop patience sometimes. Another way that we know that John knew that Jesus loved him was right at the cross, John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. While the soldiers were looking after themselves, Jesus' mother, his Aunt Mary, the wife at Clopas, and Mary Magdalene stood at the foot of the cross. Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing near her. He said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that moment, the disciple accepted her as his own mother. John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Friends, John knew that Jesus loved him because Jesus asked him to take care of his mother. And I want to ask you today, what has Jesus entrusted you with? What has he entrusted you with? Sometimes, though, it requires a changed mindset. I mean, there was a couple of weeks ago, I just had a big to-do list of things, and, um, you know, some of them were just things that I thought, man, I got a lot to do today and trying to get all this done. And yet, as I was whining. I confess to you that I was. But then I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, instead of complaining about all the things that you have to do, why don't you thank me for entrusting you 
with all these things. Because a lot of them, friends, were good things. And meetings with people and speaking a couple places that day and just doing some things that I really enjoyed doing, but, you know, required preparation and time. And uh, it just uh, was a kind of a game changer for me. I did. And I've been trying to do that more. I mean, this just happened probably now three weeks ago, but just when I have a day with a lot on it, just saying, God, thank you for all you've entrusted me with today instead of complaining about it. Third and final passage of Scripture where we're going to look at where we knew John knows that Jesus loved him was after Jesus came back, he was resurrected. It's in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 9. The disciples were out fishing, and Jesus showed up. They didn't know it was Jesus, and he told them uh, after they said, yeah, we haven't caught anything all night to to fish on the other side of the boat and throw it on the right side of the boat and see what happens. And they did, and all of a sudden there were so many fish in it, they weren't even strong enough to pull it in. And then all of a sudden John recognized, and he said to Peter in verse 9 of John chapter 21, it's the master. And then Peter just threw off the, he had, you know, some things he was wearing, obviously, because he was working all, but he just threw those off, and he started running towards Jesus on the on the on the shoreline there and uh, it was about a hundred yards and i just think there's three quick things here as we wrap up today number one john knew that jesus loved him and so i think that's how he recognized jesus first out of the all the disciples that were fishing that day secondly he stripped off what would slow him down from reaching jesus you need to go back and read those verses in john chapter 9 verses 1 through 21 and i gotta ask you what do you need to get rid of it's slowing you down and spending time with jesus and last but not least john ran towards jesus and friends i want to encourage you today whatever you're dealing with that you run towards jesus today and he'll be right there waiting for you with open arms we're out of time but thanks for joining us my name's greg horn we'll see you tomorrow on hope is here thank you for listening to hope is here podcast to listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax deductible donation please go to our website hope is here dot today that's hope is here dot today did you know that hope is here is also available on youtube instagram facebook and twitter you can find all of these at hope is here lex also check out the daily one minute cup of hope available on tiktok instagram facebook and twitter that helps you Keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.